Welcome to episode 22. We're going to be talking about how to reach prodigals, how to reach prodigal sons and daughters, or it may not even be a son and a daughter to you. It may be a brother. It may be a sister. It may be uh, a grandchild. It just may be someone that you love with all of your heart who has wandered and strayed away from the Lord. If you have somebody in your life that's heavy on your heart in this hour, I believe that God has put them on your heart. And I believe that just like me, that he has got somebody on your heart that you just you lose sleep over sometimes and you want to pray and you want to make sure that they're drawing back to the Lord that are coming back home. Well, tonight's um, episode will help you learn how to reach these prodigals. It'll help by the end of this video, you will have learned six steps on how to reach prodigal sons and daughters, how to help those who have wandered away from the Lord come back home to Him. The way this all came upon my heart, of course, there were people in my life that were heavy upon my heart, but there was someone who that I'm dear to that approached me um, about a month ago and said that someone was on their heart so bad that they were crying in prayer and that they were really wanting to see this person come back home to God. And it just so happened that that person was on my heart as well. And when this person reached out to me, I was like, you know what? I just felt like that we should do something. And I was in prayer about it. And I began to read through the Bible. Yes, the Bible is still alive. It is still active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword and God can speak to you through it. But when you hear his voice, you must be obedient, and that's when you'll see God move into action on your behalf. And so I was reading some verses I want to read out to you. It's in Matthew chapter 18, um, verse 12, and then verse 19 and 20. I want to read these verses because this is what moved me into action. It says, What do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away? Will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go look? for the one that wandered off? And then 19 to 20. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. These are red letter words. These are words that Jesus spoke to us. And I never really seen this in this passage before where it had talked about, hey, if there's one sheep that wanders off, and then it talks about um, that if you will, two of you will agree on anything in my name, my Father in heaven will do it. It's like Jesus is telling us, hey, if a sheep wanders off, if two of you will get together and pray, then this is what will happen. If you'll pray and be obedient and go after them, then you'll begin to see these sheep come home. And so this is the verses that move me into action. And so I called this person and I said, hey, would you like to meet once a week and begin to pray for this person is on our heart so that we can see God move into action and, and bring this person back home to him. And this person agreed. And we've been meeting for three weeks now, just praying really hard for this person in our life that we love to come back home to Jesus. And so 
Um, step one tonight on how to reach prodigals is simply agree with someone in prayer. So all of this that I'm talking to you about tonight comes from the Bible. And if we agree with the Bible, agree with the word of God and stand on it, we'll begin to see God come into his word and bring it into action because we are praying his word. So I, step one is those verses I just read to you. If see, if one, if one sheep wanders off, then if two on earth agree on anything, it will be a done for my father in heaven. And it says, for where two or three gather in my name, in Jesus' name, says, I am there with them. So I called this person and I said, hey, these are the verses that I want us to meet. And I want to be the foundation of us going after this prodigal sheep. And and they agreed. And so we've been sitting there and I read these verses the first time we got together. And I said, I believe that we are two people. And I believe that Jesus is here. We're meeting in Jesus name and his presence is here. And he's hearing our prayers, the cry of our heart, the grieving for this person who has wandered away from God. And I really believe that by when we have Two people agree on earth on anything that it will be done. And so the first step for you to reach a prodigal son, prodigal daughter, a brother, a sister, a grandparent, a child, whatever it may be, whoever's wandered away from God, it's in your life. The first step is find somebody to agree with in prayer and then ask them if they'll begin to pray with you about this person. Y'all, times are coming to an end. The end times are coming. We, we have to see all the signs around us, the earthquakes, all the natural disasters, the wars and rumors of wars. The Euphrates River is drying up. That is the, one of the most um, telltale signs that we are in the end times. The Bible says that in Revelations, when the Euphrates River dries up, this is the end. Y'all, it is drying up. And so if there is someone on your heart that God has put on your heart right now that has wandered away from God, the reason is, is because God is, he wants to reach them so bad. He wants them to come back to him so bad. And he just needs people who have a heart to reach these prodigal sons and daughters. And so I'm asking you tonight, if there's someone on your heart to begin to take it very seriously, it's a matter of eternity. It's a matter of these people coming back to Jesus. Jesus or not. And so if there's someone on your heart, I want you tonight to begin to let this seep into you and realize how important it is that we must pray for our family, pray for our coworkers, pray for our neighbors, pray for those that we love. So step one is you must agree with someone else in prayer for those who are lost. Step two is you must believe and you will receive. Step two is you must believe and you will receive. Now, I'm not talking about believing for a new car or a new house or a million dollars in your bank account without working. No, I'm talking about believing for something that God wants in his kingdom. And that's what his word talks about when we're talking about believing and receiving. Listen to this prayer in Matthew chapter 21, verse uh, 21 through 22. Listen to these verses. Jesus says, Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. Listen to this verse. If you believe, 
You will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. First of all, there is a mountain that's in our way. There is a mountain called Mount Prodigal that is in between the person I'm praying for, the person you're praying for, the people that we love and believe. There's Mount Prodigal, and we need to speak to Mount Prodigal and tell that mountain to go into the sea. So we must speak to that mountain and tell it to go into the sea. But the, the verse that I'm going to focus on, it says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in in prayer. So step one was what? You must have someone with you agreeing with you in prayer. And then if you believe what you're praying in Jesus name, you will receive it. So I'm telling you, this is step two. We must believe. We must not just pray hoping. No, we're coming and we're believing and we're expecting God to hear our prayers in Jesus name because we're going after his lost sheep. We're going after the ones that he cares about more than any. Did you know that Jesus came to this earth to go after the lost sheep of Israel? That was his main mission. You know what? I believe in the end times that, that God's going to raise up people to go after the lost sheep of the church, to go after the lost sheep of the bride of Christ. For those who have once given their life to Jesus, but have wandered away from him. I'm telling you right now in this hour, I believe you're going to see a revival take place when people begin to go after the prodigal sons. When we go after the lost sheep of the church, I believe you're going to see God's favor, God's hand and everything that, that God has back this movement of going after the lost sheep of the church. So step one was what? Have somebody to agree with prayer with you. Step two is you must believe in your prayer, what you're praying for, and you will receive it. Step three is pray for conviction and repentance to come over the people that have wandered away from the Lord. I want to read some verses in Luke 15 chapter 17, I mean Luke chapter 15 verse 17 and 18. This is the story of the prodigal son. And I'll talk more about this story in the end of this episode. So stay tuned to the very end if you want to hear the end of it. But in these verses here, I want to read right here. This is when the prodigal son realizes that he has gone off, he has made a mistake, and it says that when he came to his senses, that he began to think about coming back to his father. Listen to these verses. When he came to his senses, this is the prodigal son, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. We must begin to pray that those prodigal sons and daughters, those prodigals out there that we care about, the lost sheep of the church, we must begin to pray that they will come to their senses, that we must pray that deception is lifted off of them and they must come to their senses. And then we must pray that when they come to their senses, that their, their pride, they would swallow their pride and they would come back to the father. They would have a repentant heart and they would come back to him. I love what it says. It says they were set back. He would say, I will say to my father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. We must pray for those people that, have, that we care about, that eternity is in the balance, that they will repent and they will say, God, Father, I have sinned against heaven 
and I have sinned against you. We must pray. While we're praying, we must pray for conviction. Did you know that the Holy Spirit came and one of his jobs, one of the things that he does is he brings conviction to our hearts and to the hearts of the people out there that need Jesus. And I believe that in this hour, if we as the bride of Christ, the brothers who are standing with Jesus, the sisters who are still at his feet, if we will pray and ask the Holy Spirit to bring conviction to the prodigals, the ones who have wandered off, I believe that conviction is going to come and the Holy Spirit is going to convict the prodigals of the sin they are living in and they're going to come home and repent for the way that they've been living and it's going to be a glorious, great celebration for you and for me and tears will flow because the ones we love the most have come home to Jesus and they'll be safe for all of eternity. So step three is we must pray for conviction and repentance. Step four is we must pray for blinders to be lifted off of their eyes. Did you know that in the Bible it says that the God of, this is in 2 Corinthians uh, 4, 4. It says for, for the God of this age, meaning the devil, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So first of all, if the God of this age, the devil, can put blinders on the unbelievers, then that also shows us that he can put blinders on the children of God, the law, the sheep that he has distracted and that he has enticed away from the fold, away from the flock, that when they come outside of the pen, when someone wanders outside of the pen of God's protection, that the devil can put blinders on their eyes too. So we must pray for God to lift the blinders that the enemy has put on these prodigal sons and daughters. And I'm telling you right now, there has to be someone rise up in this hour that will take the reins and begin to pray for the blinders to be lifted off the prodigal sons and daughters of the church. And this is something that must take place. If you're sitting at home and you're wondering, how can I be impactful in the end times? How can I do something for God? You can begin to pray that God lifts the blinders off those people around you that you love that have strayed and wandered away away from God. Step four is very important for us to pray that God will lift the blinders that the enemy has put on their eyes off of their eyes so they can clearly see what they're into. Because in step three, we looked at the verses in Luke chapter 15, where it says that they came to their senses. See, if we pray for God to remove the blinders, then they will be able to see clearly and they will be able to come to their senses. And when they come to their senses, there's a battle that begins to take place of them fighting their flesh and fighting their spirit. And this is a good battle for because for so long they have given up on battling with their spirit. They've just let their flesh take over. But when they begin to see clearly, they can no longer fight, not fight it anymore because they realize that heaven and hell is real. Eternity is real. And they must come back to the feet of Jesus and repent for their sins. And so we must pray for the blinders to be lifted. But step number five 
step number five in helping prodigals come home is pray against the powers of the enemy. So many times we feel like that we should pray. We just mention prayers. We just pray to God for certain things in our life, and every prayer is powerful. But there is one prayer that is so powerful, and we must understand to pray this prayer. We must first understand who we are as the bride of Christ. If we are the bride of Christ, then we are married to Jesus. He is our husband. And Ephesians tells us that we are seated at the right hand of Jesus in the heavenlies with him. That means we are ruling and reigning in the heavenlies with Jesus. He has given us the authority as the bride of Christ, as his bride to go into the world and make disciples. He's also given us authority authority to tell the enemy to move. We have the authority of Jesus Christ to tell the enemy to get off of the people that we love, to get out of the people that we love. And so Ephesians 6 tells us that we don't struggle against flesh and blood, but we struggle against the powers of the dark side, the powers of the enemy. I want to read these verses in Ephesians 6, 12, that says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is very important. You must understand when you're praying for a prodigal to become home, you're not just praying against flesh and blood, against what they're going through. You are praying against evil powers. You're praying against authorities, powers, principalities, dark forces. You're praying against demons. And we must come against them with the authority that Jesus has given us over the enemy and begin to pray this over those that we are praying for to come home to Jesus. This is very important, and it's a very step five is what I believe is one of the most important steps. And so, if there is someone in your life that you are really praying for, you must pray. The, the prayer, a prayer, what does that sound like, Brad? This is kind of how I would pray that. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against every principality, every authority, every power, every spirit of darkness, every demon that is coming against this loved one of mine. I command these demons, these dark forces to get off of their mind, their heart, their body, their soul, their spirit, and to get out of their life. And in the name of Jesus, I plead and apply the blood of Jesus over their life. This is a simple prayer that you can pray that is so powerful and you will see direct results because the enemy has to listen to the bride of Christ because we have the authority of Jesus. Woo, come on, somebody. Step five is very, very powerful. Step six is where we must put it into action and go a little bit further. Step six is simply go after them. I want to read a verse in James chapter 5, verse 19 through 20. It's out of the message translation, and it says it like this. My dear friends, if you know people who have wandered off from God's truth, don't write them off. Go after them. Get them back, and you will have rescued precious lives from destruction and prevented an epidemic of wandering away from God. See, we can't just pray for them. We must go after them. Now, what does go after them look like? 
to every situation and every person that will be different. And as you pray, as you pray in through the first five steps, God will give you direction on step six. Step six is uh, when you're talking to a prodigal son or daughter, to a brother, sister, a friend, it, it, it's a tricky step. It's not a tricky step. It's a, it's a sensitive step because you can't, you, you don't want to over, you don't want to go overboard with it and push them further away, but you want to show them you love them. And the bottom line is simply this, is just be obedient to God. There'll be times where God says to give him room, give God space and give him time to work in their heart before you do or say anything to them directly. But then there will be a time where you feel it in your heart that maybe you're to go to their house and tell them you've been praying for them, to tell them what's on your heart, to just whatever God puts on your heart, or you may run into them just, you you may just say something real quick, just a one or two liner of just encouragement to them or whatever it may be, but God will direct you and he will lead you. If you're praying those first five steps on a consistent basis, I promise you that if you're praying and asking God to give you direction, to give you guidance, to show you how to reach the loved ones in your life, I promise you he will open those doors. He will give you wisdom and he will show you the way to reach out to them. So those are the first six steps of how to reach prodigals in your life. And I believe if you go through those six steps on a repeated basis, I believe even if you just pray one of those steps a day and rest on the seventh, whatever you may do, but I promise you, if you'll pray you have someone agreeing with you in prayer. And if you need someone to agree with you in prayer, just put a comment up there tonight and saying, I'm believing in prayer for this person. I'll stand with you in prayer for that person. And we can pray together that God will reach these people. <clears throat> but find someone even closer in your life to pray with you and to believe in prayer. And then we must uh, not only believe in prayer, but pray for conviction and repentance. Pray for the blinders to be lifted and then pray against the powers of the enemy and then simply go after them. So um, those are the steps that I wanted to talk about tonight. But I wanted to conclude tonight of simply going through Luke chapter 15, because Luke chapter 15 is the chapter that where the, the story of the prodigal son comes from. And I want to just share some notes with you that I have gotten in the past few weeks as I began to pray really hard for the prodigals in my life that I care for. And so just recently, I noticed that the title of the prodigal son's story is not the prodigal son. It's titled the lost son. Never in the, 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 um, in the chapter, Luke chapter 15, do you hear the prodigal mentioned? It's not, that's not word is not mentioned in there. So I looked up what prodigal means, and it simply means wastefully or rec- recklessly extravagant. A person who is wasteful of their money or possessions. So we understand how the prodigal son got his name, but it actually says that he's called the lost son. And this is something that we must understand is that there that someone who put who who marries Jesus 
can also say, I want to step out of this relationship with Jesus. I want to step away from this. I want to wander away and do my own thing. And I want to live independently from Jesus. And Jesus himself in this chapter tells us repeatedly that someone can wander away from him, can wander away from the flock. They can be dead again and be um, be found, be lost and be found. So I want to kind of go over this chapter with you because I believe that if we understand that these people aren't just prodigals, that they're lost, that we will begin to have an urgency in our prayers, an urgency in our lifestyle, an urgency to really pray for them. Because if we just believe they're prodigals and that one day they're just going to ho-hum around and come to their senses and everything's going to work out, there is no urgency in that. But when we realize that they are a lost son, a lost daughter, and that eternity hangs in the balance, then an urgency begins to rise in our spirit that we really must pray for these prodigal sons and daughters, brothers and sisters in our lives, because eternity does weigh in the balance. The whole chapter of Luke chapter 15 is not talking about someone who is wasteful in what in, in their money or their possessions. It's talking about someone who is lost. See, the first story in Luke chapter 15, if you have your Bible, you could turn there to Luke chapter 15. There's three stories in the chapter, uh, Luke chapter 15. The first story is a story about a lost sheep. It's about a sheep that wanders away from the fold. The shepherd leaves the other sheep to search for the lost sheep until he finds it. You must understand these are the words of Jesus. And Jesus is trying to get us to have an urgency to go after the lost sheep of the church. See, he came from heaven to go after the lost sheep of Israel. Just because they were in the tribe of Israel, they were in the nation of Israel, didn't mean they had a re direct relationship with God. They had wandered away from him. And Jesus is telling us in this hour that there are people who have wandered away from him and are lost and they are gone away from the flock. They have walked away from the flock and Jesus is saying, we need to go after these lost sheep. He doesn't call them prodigals. He calls them lost. And this is what I want to point out tonight. The next story is about a woman who lost a coin. See, this woman lost a coin. It was a very valuable coin. And in this coin, she began to light a lamp and began to sweep the entire house until she found that coin. And I want to give you some nuggets about what God gave me out of this particular story. Um, see, this story is, is about a woman who lost a coin. Well, she lights her lamp to be a light to the entire house so that she can begin to find this coin or sheep. This is important because a lost sheep can cause us to light our lamp inside so that we begin to pray on a nightly basis. We begin to pray all through the day because, see, sometimes our light can go out and we just need to light our lamp in the house of God so the light goes out. Out, and we can begin to see where those lost sheep are and begin to pray for them. So fervently, I'm asking you to light your lamp. I'm asking you to light this your heart, to, get, to not be distracted by the things of this world. The Bible tells us in the, map, the parable of the sower that people believed in the word of God, but the deceitfulness of riches, the distractions of this world begin to choke out the word, the word of God. And I'm asking you to not let the things of this world 
distract you any longer. We must be serious about the people in our lives that have wandered away from Jesus. And we can't be distracted any longer. And we must light the lamp in our heart. And that when we light our lamp, that see my lamp, I'm trying to light it and I'm shining it into the house of God tonight, asking you to light your lamp so that we'll have more light and we can find these lost sheep. We can find these lost coins that are that have God's image upon them. We can find these people and help them come back home to Jesus. See, when we light our lamp, it brings light into the house of God. And I want to give you an illustration tonight. So, I brought this candle here. See, it's a candle. And here is the light. And as I light it, now the candle is lit. Okay? This, is, this candle is lit. To light your candle, something has to burn. There's a wick on the inside of you. And that wick has to be lit by the Holy Spirit. It has to be lit by God. And I'm asking you to allow the Holy Spirit tonight to light the wick on the inside of you to care about the prodigal sons and daughters in your life, to care about the lost sheep, period, that are in your life, the lost, the unbelievers, that we must begin to pray for people who are lost and pray for the prodigals of the church. So um, this wick on the inside of you must be lit. And then I want to put, put my candle towards you so that you can light yours and we'll begin to light up more and we'll begin to pray together for these lost sheep. What are you going to sacrifice? Because when something burns, something has to be sacrificed for something to burn. There's a wick. There's something in here that's burning and you have something inside of you that must be sacrificed to be able to burn like this. Are you going to sacrifice Netflix, watching the Braves, watching football, watching fantasy football, watching whatever it may be, or simply just having some time in your day where you put aside to begin to pray fervently for those you care about? So to keep your candle lit, something has to melt away. As this candle stays lit in just a moment, this candle, this wax, is going to begin to leak down. And the longer I leave this candle lit, the smaller this candle becomes all the way down. You've seen a candle being burning for a long period of time until all of a sudden it gets all the way down. This is what I want to tell you tonight. The longer you keep your candle lit, the less of you there will be. But see, the candle represents you. Okay, you can't be lit without some of you melting away. There must be you can't keep your candle lit for God without some of you melting away, dying to yourself, dying to your flesh. The moment you stop melting away is the moment that your light goes out. The moment you allow yourself to, to not burn anymore. You've got to put yourself on the altar. The Bible says to be a living sacrifice for God. If we're going to see people come home to Jesus, we must be willing to let ourselves die and melt away. I'm asking you to light your lamp tonight. Light your candle and let the flesh, let the things in your life that need to be melted away begin to melt away. Because the moment your light goes out, the moment that you quit melting away, is the moment your light goes out. If this candle gets tired of being melted and becoming smaller and dripping away itself, then its light is going to go out and it's no longer going to give 
light to the room, to the people that need it. So I want to um, put this down without burning down my studio. So I'm going to put it down lightly over here. <laughs> so, oh, the smoke smells amazing. But um, I want you to, to hear that. The moment you stop melting away is the moment your light goes out. If you have, when's the last time that something that you've allowed yourself to, de to deny yourself of something, to deny yourself something in your life, to sacrifice, to put something on the altar in your life and to give up a time to go spend time with God, to pray for people in your life, to really go after those people in your life. I'm asking you to put something on the altar and do that for those that you love. See, this woman here in the, the that's looking for the coin, this is what she also does. Then she sweeps the entire house until she finds her coin. We must sweep the entire house of God looking for the lost sheep in this hour. Our, when we begin to awaken, this is how an awakening happens, y'all. When we begin to awaken and we light our candle, it puts light into the house of God. It lights it all up into every corner of, of the house of God. And we can sweep all through the house of God and find the lost sheep. Find those people that we need. Find the ones that we have been looking for for a long time because they're ready to come back home. They need someone to pray with them. They need someone to believe. They need someone to pray repentance and pray for the blinders to be lifted off and pray for the enemy to be moved out of their life. Is this going to be you? But also in this, in this scripture, it says that... Um, in verse 9, it says, when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. This shows me that she also got her neighbors and her friends and her family involved in searching for the valuable thing that was lost. I'm asking you, this is another step. You must get your friends, your family, your neighbors involved in helping you find the lost sheep in your life, the prodigals, the sons and daughters in your life. Do you care enough about the eternity of those you love to ask somebody to pray with you to help them come back home to Jesus? This is something we must do is light our lamps, sweep, the, sweep it. Then the final story in Luke chapter 15 so the first two is the lost sheep, and then it's the lost coin, and the last story is the lost son. It doesn't say the prodigal son. It says the lost son. And I want to show you this because in Luke chapter 15, verse 4 and 7, it says, If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go search for the one that is lost until he finds it? In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who were righteous and haven't strayed away. Who in your life has strayed away from Jesus? Who has strayed away from Jesus? You know what? The Bible tells us to pray until we find them, to pray and go after them. And I'm telling you all, this is the hour that your heart is going to get heavy for someone in your life until you pray for them and go after them until they're rescued back into the arms of Jesus. See, God is speaking to me um, this in, in this moment. He's speaking to me about the lost sheep of the bride, the lost sheep of the church. And I'm asking you to, to ins help you, ins please let this 
episode inspire you to go after the lost sheep, the prodigals, and so that we can reach them and pray for them and help them come home. They're not, don't, don't give up on them. Don't give up on them, but it takes someone to go to battle for them and help to help the, to fight the enemy that is blinding them. Is that going to be you? Do you care enough about those in your life to help them? So in the end, it talks about in the Luke chapter 15, the last verses is that the, the father says, my son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. It's the father. These are Jesus's words saying that he's saying he's saying that this brother of yours, this prodigal that's on your heart, that right now, if they're not home to Jesus, that they are dead again. But it says that they can become alive again, that they are lost they're not found at the moment. So we got to praise that they come alive again and that they are not lost any longer, but they are found. And this is Jesus's words. He doesn't call it a prodigal son. He calls it a lost son. And it takes someone to go out there and to sweep the house, light your lamp and leave the 99 and go after them. And I believe this is the hour that we're going to leave the 99 who have their relationship with God in order and go after the lost sheep of the church with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength and watch God move in a way we never have. So will you light your lamp with me? Will you begin to pray and you will begin to Haley? is lighting her lamp in the corner over there. She's holding her candle up there. That's what I'm talking about. Will you light your lamp with me? You know what? My, I was so stirred this week. I was carrying this into work as I closed tonight. And there was a burden upon me as I was literally walking into work. I think it was a Thursday morning and I was crying, y'all. I was crying for the prodigals. I was crying for those in my life that I love who have strayed away from God and I was, there was tears in my eyes. And you know what? The FedEx guy drove up at my work and there was tears in my eyes. And I just looked at him and I said, man, I, mean, I got tears in my eyes for the people in my life that have wandered away from God. And he just, he just froze for a moment. He said, man, I got people in my life too that, that have wandered away from God. And I just asked him, I said, what are their names? I want to help pray for them that they'll come home to Jesus. And then he told me their names. And, man, I began to pray for them. And, and I was just moved. And he was moved. And he was like, thank you so much for, for caring so much about the people in my life that have wandered away from God. And I said, man, I care. And Jesus cares. And I want to look into the camera tonight and tell you that I care for the prodigals that, that are in your life that you care about that have wandered away from Jesus. And I want to help you find them. And so if there's anything that I can do, if you want to message me a private message, or if you want to comment right here tonight and say, please pray for this person, I will pray for them and I will begin to pray for them in my alone time and begin to pray and agree with you that they're going to come back home to Jesus. And so I just want y'all to know that that we've got to carry this burden that God's put upon our hearts to help reach the prodigals. He's put somebody heavy on your heart in this hour. And I want to close tonight by asking you this question. Who is heavy on your heart? Who is heavy on your heart? 
Because I believe that God put that person on your heart. And I believe there's someone in your life that will agree with you in prayer. They will stand with you in prayer. They will believe with you in prayer and pray for repentance, pray for conviction, pray for the blinders to be lifted and pray for the enemy to be lifted off of these people so that they'll come back home. And I believe these people will help you go after these, these people. We must believe, though, that they're not just prodigals that have wandered away, squandering their life away, and they'll come home. No, these people are lost. The Lord calls them dead calls them not found, but when they're found, when they come home, they become alive again, and they are found, and this is the celebration that I want to have in my life, and I know that you want to have in your life, and so let's get serious. Let's believe if the Euphrates River is drying up, if there are rumors of wars all around us, if there are earthquakes that are killing people all around this world, I know the end is near, and I know that there are prodigal sheep in your life that you care about. It's time to get serious. It's time to get on your knees and pray. Will you do that tonight? Will you do that this week? Will you do that this month as we just go after the prodigals in our life? I want to close tonight by praying by simply praying for the prodigal sheep in your life, for the prodigals in my life, that God will bring them back home to us. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you, Lord, just thanking you for putting these people upon my heart so heavily, God, to study your word and to use your word to pray to you, Father. So I'm believing in prayer, God, that the prodigals that are in my life, that, I, that are heavy upon my heart, the prodigals that are in Haley's life, that are heavy upon her heart, the prodigals for everyone watching tonight and everyone that will ever watch this episode that is heavy upon their heart, I'm believing in prayer, God, that you are hearing our prayers. We are standing together in your name where two or more are gathered in your name and agreeing upon upon something, God. It will happen that you will do it for us, God. And we are not praying for something selfish. We are praying for your children. We are praying for your sheep to come back home to you. We are praying for your bride to come back home to you and be intimate with you in this hour. So, Father, I'm asking you in Jesus' name to do this. I'm asking you, Father, to remove the blinders off the eyes of the prodigal sons and daughters in this region. I'm asking you, Father, to bring conviction and repentance upon their hearts. And I'm asking you, Father, as a bride of Christ, to help to move the enemy off of them. And in the name of Jesus Christ, as the bride of Christ, I command every principality, every ruler, every authority, every power, every spirit of darkness, every demon that is coming against the prodigal sons and daughters in this region, I command you to leave them and to get off of them, to get off of their mind, heart, body, soul, and spirit. And I plead and apply the blood of Jesus over their mind, heart, body, soul, soul and spirit, and that they would come home to Jesus. And Father, I pray you would give us wisdom, give us direction, speak to us, show us how to go after these lost sheep in our lives to help you bring them back home to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray, and everybody said amen and amen. Thank you so much for joining tonight. I really believe that this is going to be a powerful episode. So comment, let me know if you got something out of it, if you really enjoyed it, and if it helped you help find a lost sheep, a lost prodigal in your life. I love y'all. And until next week, just continue to pray for these prodigals. Study the scriptures that I gave you, and you'll begin to watch God move in your heart. Have a great week. We'll see you next week right here at 7 p.m. next Sunday night right here on BGTV.